No balls ass. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Pod. We are two weeks into the season, and we have still a few unbeaten teams. We're going to start this week by taking a look at the standings. Believe it or not, the standings actually work on the league page. So we have three teams that are undefeated at the start of week three. That is the people's champ, Juice Foratu, which we had the great pronunciation guide last week. And it looks like the screen, uh, the app is not working because I can't tell what this team name is, but I do know it is owned by Kyle Witte. So good job to the two and O's. We also have three winless teams. That is Big Ballers, Karma T, and Dippo's Dippin' Dots. Dippo's Dippin' Dots come to you freshly rebranded after Andy named his team for a player that he dropped. Looking at the big surprises so far, just on the season stats, Dan, the deer-slaying Lindemolder, Karma T, exclamation point, has only made seven total moves. He is least in points four. And with those moves, it's kind of surprising because we all know that Dan is very aggressive and likes to make a lot of moves. So pretty surprising. He's last. Also, points four, we have our first person crossing the 2,000 threshold, which is Juice Vratu. So good job, Juice. Now we're going to take a look at the player. There are seven players averaging over 50 points a game. That is leading Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, uh, Chuck's boyfriend Nikolai Jokic, and Kevin Durant. Coming in close, there's some guys at 49, but those are the 50-point the players. Well done. Looking at it, Ian owns a top guy at Joel Embiid. <sighs> Fucking Kyle has LeBron. Chuck has, and what's also kind of interesting is two of these top five guys are out today, so we'll see how that plays. We do know one thing for certain. This week, we'll see one team get their first win and one team get their first loss. Depot's Dippin' Dots is going up against Karma T, and that'll be an interesting one. Andy's being led by the rookies, and DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young are both averaging in the mid-30s. It looks as if that will you know, keep trending. I got a chance to watch the Suns last week, and Ayton is a beast out there. Certainly does not look like a rookie, and it certainly also looks like the Hawks are going to be just playing Young a lot. Looks like it's his team. They went all in on him, and we could see that score going up. Between these two good buddies, and the people's champ and Juice Ferratu. So we got the uh, co-hosts of last week's Bottom 40 playing one another this week. And we'll have to see what happens. As far as the Tacoma Blazers, one thing that I want to point out is he. we all know that Adam put together a year-long campaign last year to try and get an IR spot which somehow, after meeting your host, LaTomless James here, he was able to do in the course of an afternoon. And now Adam is going to be faced with a real dilemma. Two of his players are going to need the IR spot, John Collins and Kevin Love. What does he do? Does he hang on? Does he try and trade? I'm kind of excited to watch out. 
I haven't been able to use the IR spot yet because fucking suspensions don't count. What I thought about doing was just picking up Kevin Knox just to use it, even though I don't need to at this point. But I guess we shall see. As of yet, there have been no trades. I wonder if this is the longest that we that the league has ever gone in not having a trade. I know that Dan is pretty much replaced Tom for the bad trader. Uh, Dan got a real kick out of offering everyone terrible ones, but it doesn't look like anyone's anyone's done it. If we go to the actual NBA and the story of the week is one that you know I feel like I know a decent amount because I watched a lot of. Cleveland Cavaliers games the past four years. And the story of the week was probably Ty Lu getting fired on Sunday. And it was one that LeBron James reached out to him on social media, thanking him for the memories, said, get a hold of me if you need to. Um, Kevin Love had a pretty, pretty nice tribute to him, saying that there were a lot of great things to come. And this is one that I think is really interesting in how you look at this. What I read and looked at was basically what you have is you have the Cavs ownership, Dan Gilbert, and then general manager, Kobe Altman. They're wanting the rookies to play. And then you have Coach Ty Lue, who was a player for quite a long time, champ with the Lakers, I believe, and had a championship, you know, coached a championship team in 2016. He wanted to give the vets some time. And probably of any team in the league, Cleveland had the oddest mix of old and young. When they didn't appease LeBron to get him to stay last year, they brought in some young guys with Rodney Hood, Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkston. They were very excited to get Colin Sexton in the draft, so they have all these guys playing. But then they got the vets, too, with like Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith. I think they got um, Channing Fryback. So they have this weird team going up against each other. And Altman's wanting to play guys like Kyle Korver – or sorry, Ty Lue's wanting to play guys like Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith, get the minutes, try and get the team relevant. Where it's obviously better for the Cavs, if you are Dan Gilbert, to have the young guys play. And I think that this is a really interesting mix of what we got going in the NBA. You have all the old players going on and talking about how back in their day they tried, traveled commercial, this and that. But what we have now is in the culture of tanking, it's better if your team loses if you're not going to make a deep playoff run. So here you have a team like the Cavs that classically should be trying to win games and trying to make the playoffs again, and that's what all the old dudes would talk about. But then you have, in the new era, you have the ownership saying, we might as well get back in the lottery. We might as well see what we can, what we can get next year and just let these guys get experience so that when a few of these older guys retire, it's our league. I feel a little bad for Ty Lue. I think he was put in a difficult position. I think Dan Gilbert is a pretty crappy owner. Um, I think that the letter he wrote about LeBron James in the paper in 2010 is one of the tackiest things, especially for like a billionaire white dude to write about an African-American that played on his team and made him a lot of money. I thought that was extremely tacky. But Gilbert's a pretty bad owner. And the type that seems much happier if he has complete control and his team does bad than when his team is winning. Now, I know that you could, you could easily debate 
what they've done for LeBron, how they've tried to appease LeBron. I've heard all the arguments. But you have somebody who's tied for the best player of all time on your team doing great things for your city. You get whatever shit done you need to to help them. So I think that Gilbert didn't know at all how to handle that team, and it's pretty interesting. But I do feel bad for Ty Lue. But I also think that what we're really seeing is the old school versus new school NBA and how they, um, even in how they think about winning and losing. And instead of all competing and trying to do it, this intentional tanking we're seeing more and more. And that's probably hard for Ty Lue because he was part of the old school. But I'm not the only one who noticed this. So let's go to a live look from... Fulton Heights. So it's uh, just halftime of the Spurs-Lakers game, and I'm sitting here with a uh, fan of the league, and uh, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I feel like uh, watching LeBron, it's kind of sad. I feel like he has left Cleveland, um, the Eastern Conference, to go to the West, and I feel like the games used to not be as close as they are now. I feel like the West is a lot harder of a conference to be in. Wow, that's really good insight. So you're you're seeing the Spurs as a lot better competition than say the the Hawks <laughs> or the Nets or something like that. <laughs> well, you know the East has a lot of weak teams. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, that's a really good insight. Anything else? Yeah, I hope everyone has seen the amazing Instagram that the Golden State did to the Fergie remix. That uh, That's the kind of thing the league loves. <laughs> it was the best 10 seconds of my life. I don't know how many times I watched that, and I get so happy each time. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really fun. How often do you watch uh, Look Up NBA Instagrams? Um, just when they make news headlines. Okay. Do you use Twitter to find them? No, I actually use The Root. Oh. Okay. Is The Root a pretty big fan of the Warriors in general or just the NBA? Uh, just the NBA. Um, anytime there's a story, uh, you know, Josh was Fergie's ex was trying to throw shade and as we always say um don't start none there won't be none and he tried to say that Kevin Durant was a prick for laughing at Fergie and as someone said they love the fact that the Warriors thought about this the whole time they played in order to do an after the game locker room special (laughs) So I have so many questions for the Warriors. Who put that remix together? How did you get everyone to participate? I had no idea that all the NBA players could dance that well. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I think I told everyone in the league how on your birthday, when we were out at a bar, you were just watching basketball, and I looked up, and you'd never been so excited, and it was a celebrity game. (laughs) I love that. Star game. It's like the best. I mean, like, who knew Bieber's a fan and could like semi play basketball? Like, it just cracks me up at who they get um, that like actually, you know, tries to play ball. Hey, totally fair. But I thought that was really good insight. Just as you saw LeBron walking out, you were just you were you had that insight and you were like felt sorry for him. And I was like, man, this is 
I didn't know I married an analyst. <laughs> you know, I I pay attention to enough things, you know, to keep my husband interested in me. Well, thanks. Great to have you back in the pod. <laughs> uh, it was fun to be here. This week, we had the pleasure of having not one, but two wives on the pod. And not only two wives, but also two children. This week, visiting the No Balls Association was content extraordinaire, three-time champ, and last year's MVP, Chuck Anderson. I had the pleasure of catching up with Chuck over lunch. What are, what are these? Is this the microphones? Oh, hi. Podcast time. Yes, uh, this is the Fantasy Basketball Pod coming to you live on a, the first ever podcast play date. So we're sitting here. We got Sylvie Anderson just being cute as a button, fresh off of uh, some mac and cheese and chicken. And we got Everett, fresh off of a banana and breast milk. Can you say Gaga? He just tried to eat it. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. So, Chuck, uh, the first first thing is this is your first public appearance since uh, redoing the logo. Are people coming up to you talking about that? Yeah, um, we had a rest stop uh, yesterday in Sawyer, Michigan, and there were these truckers coming up to me, and they were just like, Hey, man, are you the guy that did the new Fantasy Basketball Pod logo graphic? It's really, really special. And I was like, uh, no, man, that's not me. Leave me alone. I'm not trying to, like, I'm out with my family right now, you know? Like, give me my privacy. Dude, I get that all the time. It's like, hey, aren't you, aren't you the host of that? Just now a guy came up to you and was like, hey, is it, it's Tom Brad, host of the Fantasy Basketball Pod. Formerly the No Balls Ass Pod. <laughs> yeah, totally. That change, is, that change has been huge. What we were hoping to do in today's episode is show that there are occasionally people behind the ball player. And here we get to hear from two of them. All right. Tell everybody what happens with the text messages. Sylvie! Sylvie, you want Daddy to stop playing fantasy basketball? <laughs> yeah? What? Do you? You want me and Daddy to win? Yeah. <laughs> do, you want, do you want Daddy to play? texting his friends so much for basketball? Yeah. You know, Chuck, she may not appreciate it, but we sure do. And we couldn't let an opportunity go by to not uh, get this down. One thing that also happens is we have a lot of cross-pollination in this league. We have people playing fantasy football with Chuck in the Epic Swag League. We have people playing fantasy football with yours truly, Pod Tom, and the One Pitcher, Two Pints League. And we have an extremely active no balls ass thread. Text thread. Not needle sewing yarn thread. But a lot of times this can confuse people. We respond to the wrong thing. It happens several times a year. And I just kind of wondered what that felt like to be on the outside of that, wishing you were in the no balls ass thread, but not being able to be. We got some of us here that are in two leagues, some football, some basketball, and occasionally... We have people from one league text the other. Uh, but to tell us about it, we have Seth to say, how do you feel when you get a, uh, a basketball text to the football thread? Well, I, I think it's, it's definitely bittersweet because, for one, it's not a Nikolai text, so that's great. Yeah. But also, it just feels, 
It's very out of left field. It has nothing to do with our football league. So, yeah, we give them a pretty hard time. Fair. Cool. Well, you know, really appreciate that input. Jess, can we hear uh, how it is having a blind lunch date with a member of your husband's fantasy league? That was really fun. Ian and I enjoyed it. Uh, what do you have? Uh, half of a burger and half of a chicken sandwich. Which was better? The burger. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Food reviews on the Fantasy Basketball Pod. So I'd like it to take it from somebody who loves me to somebody who hates me. And without further ado, I bring you... Rant of the Week. 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 All right, banana brat. You asked for rants, so I'm going to give you one. After I take a quick sip of this delicious Bud Light, I got a problem with some bullshit that you've been saying recently. Let me break this shit down for you, Tom. Banana fucking brat. Yeah, not let Tom James, because you don't have him, motherfucker. That's me. You came out with this bullshit after draft day that said you felt like it was disrespectful to LeBron to go above 100. Get the fuck out of here. You just didn't want to click the button one more time to raise it above that $100 mark. You made a mistake. Own up to it. I got LeBron for $100, and I'm whooping your ass by 200 points this week. And I haven't made a single move because my team's too goddamn good to drop anybody. And then on the pod, after I sent you the trade, yeah, it was a high price. You said, again, basically I'm being disrespectful to LeBron for putting a price. You're goddamn right he had a price. If it's going to make my team a hell of a lot better, which that trade would have done, I'm going to do it. I'm not attached to him in that way. I love him a ton. You know that, blah, blah, blah. Sick of, the t- sick of hearing about LeBron James, everybody my bad, but still. Tom, don't blame it on that. You didn't like the trade. Blame it on that. I respect that you didn't want the trade. Don't try to put this shit on me. You wanted to decline it. Decline it. Be a man. Decline it. Don't make an excuse like some bullshit that you just came up with. One more thing. Starting today, you'll see my team name is going to be LaKyle James because fuck you. I'm taking the name. LeBron's mine. He has a price. You come at me if you want to meet it. For the commish, who knows what's best. Christmas Day when there are like five great NBA games. The start of the season, getting to set up, getting to record, or not record, getting to create his first poll or the opening day of the G League well that happens to be this upcoming Saturday November 3 there are going to be several several of us uh, no balls assers in the pit crew but to give us a G League report take it away Kamish hello everybody this is the Kamish and I have a quick Grand Rapids Drive G League update for you the draft was on Saturday, and uh, I was following it on Twitter, and uh, started to notice a really interesting trend um, for the G League teams to get their training camp roster together. 
basically what teams have to do is um, decide if they have any returning players from the previous year who would like to come back. G League teams keep rights for players that have kept, uh, stayed on their team and not signed on to an NBA team for two years. So the drive had uh, two returning players. They also traded for the rights for a returning player, so that's three. Then they had two uh, two-way guys, Keenan Evans and Zach Lofton, from Pistons training camp. So they had five guys on the roster right there. They also did open tryouts where each team can extend four invites uh, to players to come to their training camp. So the drive did that. And so then they had the draft. Um, and something really interesting happened uh, during the draft, and that is that they dra- <laughs> the, 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 the drive drafted only guards, um, but also their two two-way players are guards. All the training camp invite players are guards. <laughs> And one of their returning players is a guard. So the final roster construction for the drive training camp, which is taking place right now, is they ended up with uh, 17 total people. Uh, they got to whittle it down to 12 before the start of the season. But out of the 17 in their training camp, they have 14 fucking guards. <laughs> Oh my god, I've never seen anything like it. And so I... Um, <laughs> I went to their first open practice, and then I was at media day, and I was kind of like checking in with all my people within the organization, and everyone's kind of like, "Oh, uh, what the? What are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do with this many guards?" Oh my gosh! So right now, uh, they have one center uh, who's an affiliate player from the Pistons training camp. They got John Horford, who's a returning player. He's a power forward, and then they picked up. Out of the free agent uh, non-drafted pool, this other forward guy who I don't, I think he was going to by default make the team, but we don't have backup forwards or centers at all. None. <laughs> so uh, that's all I got for now. But um, yeah, G League starts in like a week and a half and uh, I'm a little concerned. So, <laughs> all right, I'll give you another update when I have it. Thanks. All right, there you have it. Everyone have a good day. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, send them in to therealtombrat at gmail.com or therealtombrat.com. Fantasy Basketball. This has been the Fantasy Basketball Pod. We're out.